whether we're talking about business, wellness, travel, or relationships. I've always thought age is just a number. Welcome to Ageless with me, Cynthia Raleigh, and my daughter, Kit Keenan. And welcome back to Ageless Podcast. So today I am joined by my best friend and basically my sister, Ruby. If you follow me on Instagram, you have seen Ruby, obviously, and know who she is. But if you don't, Ruby and I have known each other since kindergarten. She is a boss-ass event planner, and she works in partnerships. She's worked for my mom, and now she just has a new job post-grad and is killing it. So today we are going to talk a little bit about New York Fashion Week, what this past week has felt like for both of us, and a little bit about finding a job in your post-grad period and what she does. So welcome to the podcast, Ruby. Hey. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I can't believe you've never been on before. So just a little background on our mood right now. We just got to Montauk and we have just been chilling here for the past two days after fashion week. We both had very big weeks. I think Ruby more on the back end of things and me more on the front end and we got here and realized that we just needed two days to deep chill because we were exhausted I think just from like the emotional drain of fashion week but I want the listeners to get to know you a little bit and I want you to talk about what your work is, what your passion is in the event planning space and how you really knew that you were a mini Samantha Jones growing up. So from the age of, I want to say eight or nine, when people ask me what I wanted to be when I grew up, it was always a party planner. I love people. I love bringing people together. I love seeing people happy when they're brought together. And as a result, there's no better job than to do that. So right now I coordinate events, I do brand partnerships, I work on influencer marketing, and then partially in PR within the fashion, event, and now tech space, which is also pretty exciting for me. Ruby, when we were little, had a, when blogs first became a thing, she had a website called the Bot Spot that she would review bot mitzvahs that she had been to. And rate them. So I think the event planning and event reviews was always just part of your life. And I still do that after every event, whether I'm working on it or not. I make a list of things I would have done differently and how it could have been more productive. I want to get into a bit of that for people who might want to get into this space. But before we do that, can you just talk a little bit about your new job and how it's kind of different from what you've been doing a little. For sure. So I, on Monday, technically, will start as the assistant manager of partnerships, influencer marketing, and PR at Locks Club, which is a new dating app. 
And within my new position, I'm really going to be focusing on working with those brands and bringing on those influencers to execute the events and to promote them as opposed to more of the logistics side of things, which is exciting for me because logistics of events are exhausting. It's so important and such a valuable job, but I'm excited to pivot a little bit out of it and be able to focus on more of the meat of the event. Yeah, definitely. So you were just saying after every event, you make a list of things that you would have done differently to make the event better. What else do you do to organize yourself before you throw a party or an event? Well, before day of or days of, depending on the event, I make a list of every single thing I have to do that has to be completed, whether it's making sure someone gets into the event and is happy, making sure X person is photographed, making sure that the brands are happy, making sure that I send that follow-up email that says, thank you so much, everyone was so happy with your presence, photos to come. And by having that list, I'm able to just keep on myself. There's a million other things that I have to do and that I do wind up doing, but that list of I have to do things just keeps me on track and keeps me from being overwhelmed. And it also kind of, the events that I throw, I do have to say they're really fun. So it gives me a check-in point to when I can shift from I'm working to I can enjoy this event that I've put on. What qualities do you think someone needs to have to do your job? I think... You need to be personable and enjoy being around people. I have it inherently, like it's always been a part of me. And that doesn't mean you can't learn it. But if you don't genuinely enjoy being around people, it's kind of hard because you're literally just dealing with people constantly. And I don't mean dealing in a bad way. Like you're dealing with the staff at the venue. You're dealing with your guests, making sure they're happy. You're dealing with the rest of your team, making sure that you've met their expectations or that they're meeting yours. So I think enjoying the presence of other people is important. And then I honestly, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but you need to be pretty organized. I never saw myself as an organized person until I like would take a step back and realize that I had so many systems in place to make day of and week prior and week after go as smoothly and as productively as possible. Yeah. How do you organize yourself? What kind of systems do you have to make sure all of that gets done besides the lists that you... I'm a list person. It's taken me many years, like through school. I worked with a lot of professionals on figuring out exactly what works best for me and it's lists. So I have a week of list, I have a day list, and then I break my day up into two sections. And I have like the morning, the afternoon, or most important things that could be pushed till tomorrow. And it just keeps me on top of my tasks. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think what you were saying about being like a people person is definitely key to your job. Like, that's why I don't think I could ever do your job. Because like, genuinely, I don't, know if I would love dealing with so many people at once. Yeah. I mean, that's my favorite part of my job is interacting with all the people. But the thing is, my job isn't just day of event. It isn't just the phone calls leading up. My job is almost like my, this might not be healthy, but it's my entire being, you know, like when I'm out in the world and I'm in a position where I think that I can make a connection or meet someone or meet someone who works at a brand that could further an event that I'm doing down the line. I'm very open to that and I'm very aware of it. So I'm 
constantly connecting and working with people, not just having to do with a specific event that I'm working on. When you are in those sorts of situations, what are you looking for and what's your strategy for networking? I talk to everyone. If I'm in a place where I think that the people around me could be worth knowing in terms of my career or my work or just like in a personal relationship, Mm -hmm. I make sure to introduce myself to as many people as I can. Yeah. Because you really never, ever, ever know who's going to be at an event, at a dinner, at even like a restaurant that you're at. I mean, a couple weeks ago, we went to a dinner party out east. And when we walked in, we really didn't know who anyone was. And we wanted to leave so badly. It was like we almost walked in, took a picture and left. Yeah. And as a result of that event, I was able to secure a brand partner for my event last week. And had we not gone, had we left, I maybe would have figured something else out, but I wouldn't have had that authentic connection that made the story that much better. Yeah. I think it is part of my job too. I think you just enjoy it so much, but networking is a huge part of being like a content creator, influencer, and just being online because all of those people are my partners as well. I'm definitely not as skilled, but I do think that I've been like working on being able to be in social settings and like network a little bit better. And I think part of that is being able to just go up to people and introduce yourself, which I've gotten so much better at. And I think it's just being like, hi, giving a little background about what you do or who you are and just saying like, how are you? What do you do if you don't know what they do? Or just saying like, I love your work or I'm a fan of yours or whatever it is. And just kind of like having the chutzpah to go up to people. I definitely think you've gotten a lot better at that, like within our lifetimes, like this summer really popped off with that kind of stuff. I mean, it's the PR in me, the PR person in me who like, I kind of know a little bit about everyone in the room. I can figure out how to gain the knowledge about everyone in the room and know how to work that into a, a conversation and a deeper connection, whether it be personal or business. I just think being shy, like literally gets you nowhere. I suffer from it so much, but like, For an example, Ami Song, who, if you know who that is, she's like one of the OG blogger influencer girls. She came to my mom's show this past week. In previous years, I would have said nothing. I know who she is. I have followed her work and her presence online for years. I would have said nothing. Yet this year, I think because I've been working so much on networking and like being better in social settings. I went right up to her. I said, hi, I'm Kit. I followed your work for so long. Such a fan. Thank you so much for coming. And I would love to see you again and be in touch. And then I saw her later that week and I said, I was able to say hi, meet her boyfriend, etc. And I just think like, if I hadn't said anything and I would have just like seen her from afar, that connection would not have been made. And so it's like, I don't know. It's just like, it doesn't take that much to do that type of thing. And you don't know how it could benefit you in the future. Exactly. And most people remember 
Last week, we were at dinner with a couple of our friends, and the first time, one of the people at the dinner, the first time I met her, she's an influencer, I went up to her and I was like, I love following you, I'm so inspired, it's Remy Bader. Mm -hmm. And then last week at dinner, she was like, I remember the first time we met, you came up to me and you were complimenting me on my account, my social presence, and I didn't even think that she remembered that Mm -hmm. whatsoever, but people remember I will say also, I think sometimes in networking situations, people are a little bit hesitant to say, like, I'm a fan of yours because they assume that that makes you lower than the person. Yet, I remember that right away when people say, I'm a fan of yours or I follow, you know, your cooking videos or whatever it is. Like, if you know one little thing about someone and you say you admire it or you're a fan, that just goes to show that you know who they are and have done your research less that you're you're like below them or that you're not on an equal playing field I definitely agree I mean if you want to look at it in terms of making friends something that I do when I want to become closer with someone if it was like their birthday I'll be like oh it was your birthday last week happy birthday Mm -hmm. that's similar to understanding what someone does on social media you're paying attention just because you're a fan doesn't mean that that can't eventually be a larger relationship and deeper connection in any capacity. Before we switch gears and start talking about Fashion Week a little bit, one tip that we came up with was that when you are meeting people, you can just say, nice to see you. And that kind of leaves it open. Because sometimes if, if you're meeting a bunch of people and you're networking and you're at like a bigger networking event, there's probably people that you have met before or seen before who might remember you, but you might not remember them. And so kind of the default is just to be like, nice to see you. Cause you could have seen them before. I could have seen them on social media. You could yeah. see them in passing. So it's just, it's a safe way to kind of. And then just in case you didn't remember, you're saving yourself. Yeah. And if you haven't met before, it's not that big of a deal. You to are get around. literally seeing them. Yeah. It's so nice to see you. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah, you don't even have to say it's so nice to see you again. So nice to see you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Done. You're fun to look at if it's our first time meeting. Yeah, that's a great point. Okay, it's nice to see you. That's the new line, guys. Okay, so let's switch gears a little bit and talk about your event this week, your two events this week, how that all went, and your thoughts on Fashion Week a little So I worked on two events this week, the first being a party for Locks Club, the dating app in partnership with Beverly Hills Laundry for New York Fashion Week. We hosted a party at the Life Rooftop for our members and influencers and press and our team. And it was honestly incredible. It was the first event that I worked on with Locks Club and I was so proud of my team and seeing it all come together. I mean, there was a line down the block of people. It was crazy. Trying to get in. And everyone just seemed to be having fun, which is all I can ask for. Um, we had some great partners on that event. I got the opportunity to work with Eight Tequila and King Street Vodka, Kate Hudson's brand, and some awesome influencers. And it was just, like, fun. Yeah. It was really fun. And then the second event I worked on this week was the Cynthia Rowley show. I did influencer recruitment, dressing, and then I did front of house day of because that is my favorite thing to do, which is just 
escorting people in, making sure everyone's happy, bringing them to their seats, overall check-ins. And that the show was gorgeous. It was in Wagner Park at the tip of Manhattan, and the weather was perfect. Mm-hmm. The sky was so blue. There was not a cloud in the sky. The temperature was perfect. And the show was stunning. The collection was gorgeous. The execution of the show, as always. I mean, your mom always goes beyond and beyond. And the team, it was great. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure my mom and I will talk on Instagram or on the pod a little bit about that. But yeah, it was it was such a beautiful show. And obviously, I think like during this week, there's something about I'm always a little bit drained after fashion week just because like I'm going to events. I'm the pressure to like look good and just like be super social is definitely quite taxing but of course at my mom's show it's different because it is family first and there's a different level of comfort there so I was very happy to be there I definitely still feel like a little bit of pressure just that I feel like her work is also kind of a reflection on me especially because a lot of the influencers that you guys aka Ruby and my mom work with are also my friends so I want them to have a positive association with my mom's brand as I feel like it's also a reflection on me and I think you guys pulled it off beautifully the show so I was happy um that that was that all went well and that I was able to be there and the weather was great etc yeah I guess I want to just hear about like your moods this week and what it was like to work two events. This week was definitely a lot because I worked two events, but I also attended a couple of events. So it was just like a lot of running around, but I love it. Like in the moment, I love the go, go, go. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily recommend having two huge events on back-to-back days, but that is life and that's part of what we do and that's part of this week the second I got home on Friday night I was done like I stayed in my apartment all day on Saturday like even Sunday when we came out here dead yeah so drained not just physically but emotionally talking even me who's like I live for people and I live for talking to literally anyone who will listen to me was so drained by the amount of emotional effort I had to put into this week. And that doesn't mean I wouldn't have done it again. I'll do it. I'll do it again every day and every week until I'm done with this. But it's a lot. And I think you need to check in with yourself. And I think that we've been doing this for several years. Like, I mean, the first time I worked on a fashion show was in 2018. So while it has been a minute, I have had some practice runs and I think that as a result of that I know how to check in with myself and I'm able to recognize that it's okay to take a couple days off and like really regroup after and see your friends and not talk about work and just like look outside for a minute but I think that that's something that a lot of people forget and honestly don't give themselves enough credit and space for yeah I mean I I definitely like 
I needed at least a day out here, which was Sunday for me, that I like wasn't doing anything and I wasn't working after this week. But I'm just so thankful that I had that time and I like gave myself the space. But at the same time, like I really, this was probably one of my most fun fashion weeks just because a lot of my friends were in town and I felt like just very comfortable because I think growing up in the fashion industry, like pretty much every fashion event I go to, I probably know someone there. But now also kind of knowing a lot of people in the social media space as well and those people being invited to fashion events now makes it so I know the fashion people, I know the back end people, I know the editors, I know the designers, I know those types of people, but then I also know the social media people, the influencers, the photographers, all of that stuff. And so that gives me like two kind of networks at every fashion event that I have people in. So I would feel very comfortable going to pretty much any fashion event alone. That's awesome. I agree. This week made me realize how many people I know, like in this space, whether it be like fashion photographer, influencer. I saw a photographer at the Alice and Olivia event who I've been seeing at shows since before I even started working. Mm -hmm. Like since your mom shows like a while ago. And it was just like someone I hadn't seen before the pandemic, someone who since before the pandemic, someone who I don't keep in touch with, but every time we see each other, it's like, Oh my God, how are you? Like, it just shows this community. Yeah. From a brand point of view, what do you think about influencers being a bigger part of the fashion space now? I think it's so important. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't have a job without it. Like I've been working with influencers in fashion for almost four years now, you know, and I know that there are a lot of people who think that influencers shouldn't be going to runway shows and that TikTokers shouldn't be at fashion events, but they're the ones who sell the product, you know, like you look at how things used to be run in terms of fashion. Editors used to come to the events. They used to write about it and then it would be printed and then people would want to buy it. That's not how things work anymore. Mm -hmm. It's now the influencer posts the brand, posts the shirt, and immediately people are purchasing it. So there's two parts of it. I mean, there might be more, but there's the part that you want these influencers to come so that they post your brand authentically so that their followers then want to make purchases. But also you want to include these influencers who are selling your products in these events. Mm -hmm. And you want to work on that relationship in any capacity. I mean, you can look at the fashion brand, you can look at the people who threw parties, like for us, for Locks Club, we worked with a bunch of influencers and we love them and we want them to post for us, but we also want them to have fun. So we want them to be at our event because we want to hang out with them and spend time with them. And I took everyone out to dinner before to say thank you and like make everyone just have a good time because you want it to seem authentic. You don't want people from the brand side, you don't want it to seem forced Mm -hmm. that like people, influencers are just doing this because they're being paid. Yeah. You want to create a community within that influencer space as a brand. Yeah. I definitely think seeing a few events online that like a few of my friends that are influencers or social media personalities went to this week for certain brands definitely looked very forced. 
which is not a good look, but it's also like that is kind of part of it is that some brands might not fit exactly into fashion week, but because it's fashion week, they want to be a part of it. It's kind of like our Basel. Like there's a lot of brands that kind of just go down there during that time because there's people there and like they want to have events, even though it has nothing to do with art. And that's sometimes like how it feels a little bit forced, but I would say having those authentic relationships with the social media people that you're working with or the influencers that you're working with makes an event way more successful because those people, yes, they're getting paid to be there maybe, but they also want to be there because they believe in the brand. Exactly. And that's how you want it to be. I mean, you become friends with the people you work with, you know, Mm -hmm. like even though I'm not a content creator, I'm not an influencer. I am a part of this world on the brand side and I've made genuine friendships Mm -hmm. from it. So then it's fun to be working together. And I think that from a follower's perspective, it just looks like everyone's having that much of a better time because they are. Yes. It's genuine. And that's, you can't put a price on that. Yeah. I will say also, I think from the, the influx of influencers being more included in fashion events, you see a lot of changes from the brand side of things because these are real people who happen to have a following online, but they are real people who don't happily, in a good way, don't understand kind of like the toxic aspects of the fashion industry and the way things have been because they haven't been included in that space yet. So they're coming from a more open perspective that I don't think we even have because we were both like raised around the fashion industry. So I think like when I see friends that haven't grown up in this world, they're looking at things and pointing out problems that I didn't really even realize were a part of the shows and the events during fashion week. I agree. I mean, we sat down and Kit and I made a list of the issues with fashion week. And like, we had to sit there and like, think about it for a minute because this has been so ingrained in just what we associate with fashion week in the fashion industry. And then these new influencers who just gained their following in the year who without their following probably would have never gotten the opportunity to go to these shows. They have such a different perspective. It's a, it's fresh eyes. Mm -hmm. And that's so like, that's so valuable. Fresh eyes. That's how you create change and things become less toxic, more accepting, more inclusive. Yeah. What did we say were the problems? I think that fashion week has such a toxic, like wave of diet culture and I mean having to be like a size zero um, sample size right like if designers are sending out samples to dress people in sample size is a size zero to size two Mm -hmm. then you have the issue of seating and the squeeze and the bench and Mm -hmm. it's like can we just like squeeze people right in there come on just move over you're tiny get in there and that the constant go, 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 that you're just expected to be at every event, not making times for meals. Mm-hmm. Like the classic story is like, you're working so hard that fast people don't break for lunch. Mm-hmm. That's in-house. But then that's also like the talent who's going to these shows. There's 
not time when we were we were at an event and I was talking to someone. She was like, yeah, I have to go to this at 8 and then I have to run out of there and I have to go to get that thing at 8.45. And then she's like, and I haven't eaten all day. But, like, it's good. It's fashion week. Yeah. That's, like, really problematic. And, like, I find myself even going back to that. Like, fashion yeah. week, you don't eat during fashion week. How would you eat? You're running yeah. around so much. Yeah. That's, you need to eat so you have fuel so yeah. that you can survive this crazy week. Yeah. Yeah, I think there are, like... Those are a lot of issues that are just kind of like ingrained in in us growing up. But I think like people pointing those things out and the chain is a great resource for that. If you guys like want to learn more about that stuff. But from the perspective of somebody who's never really even been to a fashion event that's listening to this right now, there are these like tiny little things that occur within the fashion industry that are so toxic. And if you have grown up around it and it's just natural to you, I don't think you, you, you might not notice those things. So having fresh eyes in those spaces is really, is what's creating the change, honestly. And I think that a lot of that change is coming from the influencer side of things because not only is it a fresh set of eyes, it's also like the perspective of, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of people online who might not ever have the opportunity to go to a fashion event or might not have ever been to one yet. So it's like so many eyes on an event that makes it clear what the issues are. Fashion week is not as exclusive as it used to be, which is great. More people have, exactly. When more people have eyes on anything, Mm -hmm. you're able to see it from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that influencers are at fashion week. I would say since the pandemic, there, this new boom of influencers, like for me who works in influencer marketing, like it's so great. There's so many new people to work with, so many different people to work with. Years ago, it was the same, what, seven people. They all look the same. Mm-hmm. It was just a cycle. You're talking about, like, the OG fashion bloggers. The OG fashion bloggers. And then, like, the second tier, you yeah. know. But, like, it was a very small group, at least of New York fashion influencers. Mm-hmm. Now, it's so many people. Yeah, I agree. I meet a new, like, at, when I'm at these events, I meet someone new constantly who I'm like, oh, I want to work with that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so exciting. I think TikTok has been, like, a huge factor in that. Like, when you see, especially, just think about last Fashion Week versus this year after the pandemic, like, the first post, well, not post-pandemic, but, like, the first Fashion Week that we were able to have since, like, lockdown. And you see how different the group of influencers are. And that's because so many of them came from TikTok. I mean, look at the Met Gala. Like, look at Addison Rae and, like, Dixie D'Amelio at the Met Gala. That would never happen before. There was no way to achieve that growth in such a small amount of time on Mm -hmm. Instagram. Yeah. I mean, I saw Noah Beck and Blake Gray at, like, 30,000 events yeah, this week. They're, they're so sweet. Yeah, Those they boys, are so sweet. They were just, like, happy to be there. Someone, we were at the party at the Jane, and someone was like, I want you to meet my friend Blake. 
Somebody <laughs> find me a TikTok boyfriend, guys. Oh, please. Challenge. Just I was like, here's my friend Blake. And I Actually, like, I've made that mistake twice already. Oh, yeah. And it never, never works. works. Okay, don't find me a TikTok boyfriend, guys. We're over it. But, like, they're just nicer, too. They're, like, excited. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, when you sell influencers are just, like... <laughs> I, just You're like, just gonna shit on. I'm not. I'm just gonna right shit on like the concept of like they've been in it for so long that they think they have the right to be there. Yeah, Fashion Week is a privilege to everyone who attends. Agreed. I've been doing this for a very long time. I'm still so. I feel so lucky and so fortunate that I get to be there. Yeah, every single year. It's also. By the way, not about you at all. It's yeah. about the clothes and, the and designer like, and how yeah. much work the designer put into this collection. Yeah. And I think that sometimes people forget that, especially if they haven't spent time actually working for a designer mm-hmm. and seeing a collection come to life. But the new influencers, this new wave, they're just so excited. Yeah. They just want to be even the micro influencers. I have a friend who I think she has about 30,000 Instagram followers and mm-hmm. Instagram TikTok followers. And this was her first true fashion week. And I invited her to the Cynthia Rowley fashion show. It was the first fashion show she'd ever gotten, like, a real invitation to. And this girl, in the best way, was thanking me for days. And part of me was very cynical. And I was like, yeah, whatever. It's a fashion show. Like, like I, of course. Like, I'm going to let you come. Like, you're my friend. Whatever. But, like, then I took a step back. And I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. That even I can, like, invite someone and make their day like that. Yeah. Like that this is something that's so exciting and so interesting and such like an event that people are thanking me so much that they get to go. Yeah. I just, I think like circling back to it's about the creativity and the work of the designer is really something that has helped me throughout my life and throughout this past week because I think sometimes it can still it can still feel very toxic and it can still feel very exclusive and I still feel a lot of pressure socially. So circling back to that is something that that really helps me and I think like that is how this week should be looked at. I have a lot of friends that were kind of like DMing me being like I have FOMO from this week if they weren't around or whatever. And I just think like a lot of this stuff can be accessed online. Obviously there's not like the same rush that you get from being there and being in person, but like, it's so amazing that you can see this, all of this work and creativity online now and that it can be like shared so quickly. Everything is live stream. I mean, we live stream the Cynthia Rally show. Like it's a new wave. Like it's, a time that everyone can be included in some way, whether it's in person or from afar. Yeah. Which is very exciting. I'm excited for next season. Yeah, me too. I'm so <laughs> hyped. I'm so hyped. Okay, I guess just to close things out, what is your top tip or piece of advice for people who want to do what you do? Build out your network. It's who you know, not what you know. Because I am good at my job because of the people I have been fortunate enough to be surrounded by. I got this job. No, but it's not, it's not about that you were fortunate to be surrounded by them. Like, you made those connections. 
Yes, but I was in a position where I was able to make the connections. I know, but I'm saying anyone can do your job. Anyone can do what I do, yes. You don't have to be born into a certain setting or a situation or anything. Like, you can make those connections. You can go after any. The way I got my job right now, I think this is important to know, is I saw that it was posted on the job postings, uh, different than what I have, but a similar job posting was posted on Instagram by the brand. And I saw that the brand was doing an event in New York. And I went to the event. And I went up to the CEO of the company and I introduced myself. And I said, I should be working for your company. And here we are two months later. And now I am. Mm-hmm. So no one, I didn't know, I guess there's your point. I didn't know anybody who worked there. Nobody introduced me. I literally just put the pieces together and went and introduced myself to the team. Anybody can do that. Well, thank you for joining us today. Tell everyone where they can follow your work. On Instagram, at Ruby Saracino. And keep up with all things Locks Club at Locks Club. Very exciting things to come. Peace out, y'all. Hope you guys love this episode. And thanks so much to Ginny Media for our audio production. All right. So I'm so happy that you guys got to listen to our stories today. As always, you can follow us on social media and keep up with our work and our crazy adventures. Then you can follow us on Instagram at Cynthia Rowley and at Kit Keenan. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 